Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big thanks to Shopify for sponsoring this video. More on them after the reaction. Allons-y, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Doctor Who Special Part Dose today. Ooh. John, how are you? I am in a meta-crisis over how excited I am. But I let it go. I'm not sharp enough. We just did a live stream. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, hey, first things first. Thank you to all who have joined us here at Real Rejects and who watched our reaction to part one that is up here on the channel. Of course, uh, please go ahead. Leave a like on this video. That really helps us out in the algorithm. Be sure to subscribe. Click the notification bell to get notified when our reaction for part three is up here on the channel. Want to give a heads up to all who have supported us by getting some RR merch, www.rejectnationshop.com. We have a Doctor Who shirt that we've been working hard at and that I've had in mind for such a long time. It is looking great, but I wanted to print it out first and make sure that it fits right. Hopefully, if it turns out good, and I think it's going to turn out good, you're going to really love it. It's a shirt I've had in mind for a very long, very time. long time. Also, Eric Neurochronic. Thank you for editing on these highlights for us, buddy. You're an excellent editor. You can also check out his work over at Passion Fruit, a website that goes to help support many a, many reactor. a reactor. I've done an interview there myself. That's a fantastic site, and he is uh, an important part of that puzzle there. Lastly, Lastly, massive thank you to all who have joined us at our Patreon page. That's where you can catch the full length reaction watch alongs for Doctor Who. And uh, we cover several shows over there exclusively with highlights and watch alongs included in case you missed the memo from last episode that one of our first Patreon shows was Doctor Who. And then we uh, finished it. And then a few months went by and and of nothing, no Doctor Who. And now we're here. So, yeah, all of our Doctor Who reactions are over there. But uh, we are continuing here on YouTube. Anywho, let's finally watch this. Oh my god! Oh. What a nightmare! What a nightmare! Sweet sauce. Boom shakalaka. I got like Man, that was uh, I can't I'm so excited to talk about this episode. As am I. I'm so excited to talk about it. Sometimes keeping track of all this stuff though. Yeah. I feel like I feel like building a, a certain a site. You know what? <laughs> I don't like the way I'm saying this. We have a great sponsor who I already use for our merch site. So take a look. Thank you for sponsoring this video. <laughs> Thank you to Shopify for sponsoring, which is what we use for our merch store and is our game-changing partner in e-commerce. So whether you're launching a passion project or scaling to new heights, Shopify is the e-commerce powerhouse guiding you at every step. From creating your first online store to opening physical locations, Shopify makes it seamless. It's perfect whether you're selling exclusive merch or unique collectibles, thanks to their all-encompassing platform for both online and in-store sales. Their checkout system, unmatched, it's 36% more effective at 
converting visitors into buyers than other platforms. And let's not forget Shopify Magic, the AI tool that elevates your business with minimal effort. But seriously, reflecting on our journey using Shopify for www.rejectnationshop.com, it's been transformative. The transition, smooth, growth, exponential. Thank you again, Reject Nation. From simplifying sales to scaling our offerings, Shopify has been a cornerstone of our success. And Shopify isn't just for us. It powers 10% of US e-commerce, backing businesses big and small in over 175 countries. Their award-winning support always there to guide you. So ready to join the revolution? Sign up for Shopify at only a dollar a month at shopify.com slash rejects. All lowercase, shopify.com slash rejects. Start your Shopify success story now. Let's grow together with Shopify team. All right, let's talk about it. Thank you, Shopify. All righty, whoa. Okay, now I am running late for my nephew's birthday. It started an hour ago, but I had to cover this. <laughs> um, but, John, uh, what did you think? I love this. I mean, this is, uh, I remember uh, David Tennant describing this as like, or RTD unleashed. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that this kind of lives up to that in a way I wasn't I wasn't exactly sure what to expect but I love that we got this bottle and this uh you know sort of quirky demented tension filled piece you know that I, I like when these episodes uh will throw you into something and yeah it's got you know a lot of the madcapness that you want from a doctor who but you know especially in the first half you're just kind of wandering around this big space, wondering what's going on and observing and soaking in their dynamic and then, you know, bringing in the nothingness after that and confronting, yeah, just a, an existential, uh, like an existential threat that also poses all these existential questions, you know, about what's out beyond the edge of the universe. And, and there's so much about like holding two conflicting ideas in mind at once. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was really rich and really lovely. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so I looked it up while you were talking, and yeah. Yeah, and Bernard Cribbins, who does play Wilf, he passed away in July of 2022, but they did manage to actually film this. And yeah. So was, yeah was they're, like, they're like, set that's definitely photos. not a deep fake. Yeah. I looked it up during the ad as well, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, there's okay. set photos of David Tennant uh, wheeling Bernard Cribbins around, and, and wow, I guess, that's yeah. that's great. They managed to get so that some, final somehow, appearance. It's yeah, amazing. Somehow we managed... Not to have that spoiled or no, see any images not. of that until now. But yeah, I guess they shot all of his scenes before July of 2022. I had so. no clue. Yeah, me neither. I thought they were just keeping his like... That was that, a nice... That, wow. I wonder if they did any reshoots to elevate some of that conversation about him. I'm curious. I don't know. I have no idea because that, that was so surprising to me. I, I did not. That was the last thing I expected. And it's got me thinking in two, two separate thoughts, which is, one, I am so happy I had no idea because that was like a, a heart swell of a moment. At the same time, now I'm I'm kind of not happy that they showed us NPH in the trailers <laughs> because I know uh, that he's going to be on the horizon and he hasn't shown up yet. So I just assume that he's got some kind of big involvement in all of this. But maybe he'll just be like the monster. Oh, so you don't know what character week. he's playing? Well, we know what he's called. Yeah, it's a uh, classic Doctor Who character. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I feel like that might have been a nice surprise then to have. But, yeah, I get why you need to hype up having Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I'm around. sorry, John. You sorry should for marketing. Be, I'm sorry you know, that they're Disney Plus <laughs> trying to get some subscribers. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry they're trying to get people I, excited about Doctor here, Who again. Sure, uh-huh. No, Jeez. We should really just, like, show the whole movie in the marketing. Movie? This is basically like a small movie. Is it? it wouldn't flow really well. 
every movie <laughs> should be movie. shown in the market. I'd be like, the first 45 minutes is very conflictingly different with the next 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but put it all in the trailer, no surprises. Well, I think with uh, part one uh, being more of that fun, whimsical side of Doctor Who, because Doctor Who has such a variety of tones and genres, and I don't know, I, we really like the part one, and we thought there was a big divide in discourse over some stuff that went down, which I do, I have no interest in really diving into right now. Uh, but I did see there was a divide amongst that. What I would like to take away from it, though, is that the first one was so fun, and this is also fun, but in a very different kind of way, this side of Doctor Who that I love. Like, two of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who do come from the Tenet uh, era, which are Midnight and Blink. And I feel like that's not an unpopular opinion. But wow, yeah, deep yeah. cuts, G. Yeah, I mean, Midnight more than Blink, but, you know. Yeah. No, those are two of my absolute favorite Doctor Who episodes. And those episodes are more serious than this one. Sure. Those episodes are way more heavy than, than this one. However, I kind of just expect them to still carry on that same kind of flavor from what we got with part one into this, considering that this special is advertised as one gigantic story. And what we got here with telling an isolated tale at the edge of the universe that 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 it, it, it's neat to get something that can feel like abstract and in a way that still is adherent to rules when you can kind of be like, we don't have any rules. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And they were, they had carte blanche to kind of do whatever they wanted. And yet they managed to still find a way to ground it in something that felt tangible and believable for the world of Doctor Who that managed to be very character driven. Like these are my, my favorite kind of psychological suspense, body horror types of thrillers that are so about what's internally going on with the characters, you know, like the mind games of, I really don't know who's who in the room. I really don't know which yeah. one to believe. Like the way they, they dealt with the first cutting around uh, like between two rooms almost yeah when they were saying like my arms are too long i was like oh are, why are we watch i was like why are we cutting between these two scenes like this this is like so strange that we're doing this like yeah. weird intercutting because normally intercutting is, is yeah it happens between two scenes that are taking place at the same time but they seemed like they were taking place in two completely different times, but within this same realm. So I'm like, are we watching that three year gap that they're talking about? Like, what? Yeah. It was really, it was immediately disorienting and messing with the head that you could tell was building up to something. And then when it finally started showing us what was going on with the strangeness, uh, for lack of a better word, for the crazy amount of like gigantic to stretchy to uh, all kinds of weird body contortion. Uh, types of visuals I thought was excellent and very effective and uh, the effects look great like Doctor Who's kind of known for uh, you know it's cheesy effects and I think the effects are more amplified and then but the best thing about Doctor Who is that if you have cheesy effects you can kind of get away with that because it's part of the charm of Doctor yeah. Who and it's had like a cool blend of it but more importantly than that it was like the the aura of the episode the whole tone of it and getting into the classic bill where the doctor's figuring it out, but he can't really figure it out. And it's like a deconstruction of our characters and the way these two, they're in the same outfits and they're, they're playing uh, two different versions of themselves, you know, yet instantly distinguishable performances, you know? And I thought both um, 
Tom Distinguishable. Dispatcher. What's her name right again? Who plays, who plays Tom? What's her name? Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Yeah. Uh, uh, Catherine Tate. Yeah. With Catherine Tate and Tenet, the two of them uh, being able to play these roles uh, to maximum effort. It was, it was awesome. It, oh, yeah. it, was, it was just so awesome to see them demonstrate their range and rhythm and just a great understanding of it. And again, just beautifully edited and taught. I loved it. I I absolutely like. This is my favorite kind of Doctor Who right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it because it was intense. It had my mind. The the, the wheels were turning, and it, it, you just you're just on the on the. You're not you're keeping up with the game, but you're not ahead of the game. <laughs> you yeah, know, like it yeah. is, this was a fantastic episode. Yeah. Uh, I really, really, really loved this episode. Likewise, and for whoever was dismayed or was like Doctor Who lost its touch. And whoever's going to make videos about Isaac Newton not looking like how we know Isaac Newton to look, oh, like whatever, it's five seconds. Just let it, who let it yeah, just move, move The real Isaac Newton still exists on the timeline as he yeah. was. It's who, fine. Who gives a shit? Like what we got here, the vast majority of the episode is so goddamn rewarding on yeah. every front. Yeah. yeah. Agree, John. My music. Sorry, <laughs> if I wasn't in a rush for the birthday, no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, Trying no, to give absolutely. a quality, it's, efficient, tr- it's truly commentary. terrific. I agree with <laughs> yeah. everything you said. Uh, I wonder if we'll ever come back to Isaac Newton because they do say Mavity twice, and it does seem like they cheekily. Uh, it kind of blurred the line between that being a, a genuine phenomenon and that well, being a reference. You know what I realized about the complimentary side of it? Before I forget, sorry, I, I had to have to interrupt you because I'm going to forget. I know oh, I will. Do you think? Um, I'm, I'm, I see the thought leaving my brain. You should say as it as I'm caught up before. in the apologetic side of my song. Is that Isaac Newton? And it was. Um, he's not the. He's not like the creator of science. Um, no, but he, he, just, he is one of the f- faces. He of, helped shine of the science. light, <laughs> yeah, so that we could all yes. come and look at it. Yeah. So it is kind of cool to go to like the beginning of science to the edge of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, in one totally. episode, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and no. to start off with like the brightest and beautiful and historical to the darkest side of the that universe. Was a, that know? was a great fake out because you get yeah the prospect of oh cool like the, my immediate thought opening up the episode was oh neat we're gonna go into the past and do one of those historical figure episodes. And then we switch gears into yeah a one of the more tense and sort of strange existential cerebral bottle episodes and I yeah I, I loved that even just the cheekiness with which they are laying out the form this time around and clearly acknowledging the earmarks that we love from the past but also you know continuing to push forward using and really like justifying mm-hmm. the choice to bring back this doctor's face plus. Uh, uh, Donna again, and I'm also curious. Dude, this episode was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it is just a showcase of Russell T Davies, and uh, I don't know if he directed it, but no, whoever directed a different the, guy. Uh, it's just a showcase of when Doctor Who is firing on all cylinders for me, and and, and, and you know what the. Like, oh, they're bringing back Donna. They're bringing back uh, the 10th Doctor. Oh, yay. Uh-huh. And this is the episode that really gave me that. Like, I yeah. li- I liked the last episode. I had so much fun with the last episode. But this was the one where I'm like, yes, we are utilizing all of that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this thing where you're traveling, traversing the universe or something. Just watch them do their work. <laughs> watch these performers go to town. Yeah, and I <laughs> like that the, these specials are, uh, like, it's, Obviously, a this joy felt have, special. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like it's it's a joy to have David Tennant back, but it's also really nice to have the both of it. It's about having the both of them and and using and exploring and 
delighting in that dynamic, which I think is a really nice thing. And I actually really like this format they're doing right now with this trio of specials because it can sort of breathe. We know it's going to be short-lived, but we can do a couple things and I think really kind of ritually pay homage, you know, the, the way you would want to at some kind of touchstone anniversary or whatever it is. Uh, the the other thing that I'm curious about is, is aside from the Mavity bit, which seems like it's just a dangling, like maybe people are just going to be saying that forever like are they going to come back in a post credit scene on episode three and be like hey sir isaac newton by the way gr on that word and, but uh, i'm also curious that thing he said about um the superstition introducing superstition at the edge of all of existence where the veil is thin and clearly something is out there listening you know i wonder if that's going to come back or be some kind of weird paradox loop where it's like oh man we have all these strange supernatural occurrences because you brought the superstition here and someone heard it you know and well i th- i think that's the thing that will tie most in with the with uh hurricane milk yeah i didn't want to say it in case fans didn't know oh sorry i'll just go back and mute that no it stays in the video there's no time all right you can't mute it yeah time Time once these videos cut, they just upload immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No time to adjust anything for endless and for NPR uh, to come in here. Yeah, I think that's gonna. It's got to tie into his character with the very minimal understanding I have of that character. I just know uh, his yeah. name. That's hey. all I know. <laughs> which which is not going to be said in this review. Yeah, was well, kind of known to be like a. Like the Doc Who's, if 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 the Master is his Joker, I guess that would be his Riddler. Okay, in a way. Okay, that sounds like fun. I'm I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Down for it. I, I'm, I you could tell me in the comments if I'm wrong about that compare. I don't even know if you would call the do- the Master his Joker. I mean, that's what's what I would and like. Is Doctor even Batman? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Who would be? Maybe he's Commissioner Gordon or somebody else. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought the music as also too was excellent. It had a, a a throwback vibe to it, but you could. What I love is that it feels exceptionally composed for every single scene to evoke uh, a, a wide range of emotions per scene, you know, cause you got to keep it fun, but you got to keep it scary at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I cannot oh, believe man. I was in awe of this one. All I that really stuff was about why scare us and, and they got to make us move faster and it's all about being slow and, and watching them try not to think as they figure each other out. Like that's so much, and so much great, uh, rich work, and also and too, they I carry mean, on the binary theme in a lot of ways. But when it comes to you can have two emotions and two thoughts about the same thing, and it's and it's a non-binary then because it's not yeah it's not one or the other. It can be both, or it can be more than just those two things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I had another thing to say, but it's not here any longer. So. A nothing. It was a no, a no thing. thing. I have no. Come on, thing. no. That's what they were doing. They were doing they the were, no thing. I know. It's very clever. That's genius. It's very genius. The no I thing it. meets the no fly or whatever. Yeah. And the fly. <laughs> I feel like there's another main uh, touchstone reference here that we're missing. Yeah, and I'm trying to find it. I mean, we talked about Wilf, which was lovely. I was super excited and happy and overjoyed. I liked. I mean, I thought it was really lovely and interesting that they had just this equine pilot you know, who set all this in motion. It's like you have this character who's not a character, but who still has a presence once established. Uh, and I would love to see, you know, these BoJack horse people in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the whole idea of nothing 
and and yeah, the paradox of like what's beyond everything, you know, or or what happens at the end of everything, I think is like a really lovely, you know, thing to dive into, especially in a Doctor Who environment. That's the kind of paradoxical thing I think that thrives very nicely here. And uh, and I don't know, just yeah, all the design choices and stuff like that. And like it looked, it's like it looks strange and unsettling because obviously it's uncanny and it's body horror, but also like some of the effects on those arms and stuff looked really good. Um, yeah, just uh, this whole thing was a lovely, lovely, fun experiment. Usually, when they go to like the end of time in some capacity, that's usually some like vacant landscape of shit, right? And and I I find this one to be probably the most interesting. I can't unless I'm totally blanking on one. Well, instead I, of I, like a sand dune somewhere, yeah, you're just floating out in the yeah. blackness. Well, there's also that two parter and the one that felt like they were going into hell. Yeah, um, that was that was a Rose Tyler one, if I'm not mistaken. What was that one? It was another end of something. It's not it's the Satan Pit one, is it? I think it was the Satan Pit one with yeah. the orange. This uh, one we got the suit for the first yeah. time. Yeah, uh, but that that episode is again. That's more of what I associate when we're going to like the end of time on something like this. Still yeah. felt lively. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it was a fun. I, I think there's also that motif of their episodes where like the TARDIS takes off and is gone, and we're stranded. And we're this time without the Sonic also. That's what was um, cool because he just had to rely on his brain. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just had to rely and, on the intellect. And even when it comes back at the end, that whole thing about like a time machine. Yeah. No, like I, I thought that was a nice. Brilliant structure. Yeah. Great yeah, structure. A, a nice <laughs> way to have, you know, it just in the nick of time, but also not be too much of a deus ex machina or anything like that. No, it makes sense. still have the turnaround of the Mr. Bean thing with Donna, him taking on the wrong Donna. I thought for a minute, I was like, they might kill her. Yeah. I I might be upset with they do, but yeah. I would have been really upset. I would have been like, no, I don't care how great this episode is. You haven't quite earned this moment just yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for <laughs> for what it, I mean, and 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 I guess if there's anything you could have expanded maybe a little further, it's the very end of the episode. So I'm not griping about this whatsoever. But you know, the salvation you could have stretched that a little longer to be like, oh damn, she's gonna die. <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, once they cut back into the TARDIS, when you think she's a goner, you're like, ah, no, here it comes. But I, <laughs> you know? I, 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 the yeah. show had me, too. Like, I, I was wrong so much of the time when, when he chose the wrong one. I was like, no, that's the right one. Well, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're good at, at choosing when they're really obviously not the right one and when they are yeah. very close to being. And that whole thing about, like, they're they're not 100% solidified yet. And so they go kind of back and forth as they home in on, you know, the full on likeness and all that stuff. And, yeah, it, then it gets you wondering, like, what would happen if he did return with, like, this nothing Donna? Although that then would, A, be a bummer for Donna, and, B, it would probably require an entire season to deal with. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think that I don't want to have the most unbelievable recency bias, but that's that, great. That could climb to being one of my absolute favorite episodes, honestly. Yeah, which is, like, really gratifying for a special because, like, again, it's a commemorative thing and stuff, but, again, some specials are better than others. I, I like limited characters uh, contain shit. Like, I, I'm yeah. just a big fan of that. And it's stuff that, yeah. that thrives on mood and that gets you really kind of wondering and disconcerted, and I love that this... I also appreciate when things get a little demented because it doesn't happen keep a whole talking, lot. John. And this definitely got <laughs> a little demented in a way that I I like because <laughs> uh, because yeah, especially when they're first introducing like the the distorted arms and limbs and stuff. It's just so it's like kooky, but it's not playing it like that f 
overtly funny. It's just like it it is. It's it kind of is summed up by the thing she says at the end. Uh, you know, why is uh, Mrs. Bean funny? It just is, you know, even though it's technically the wrong Donna's answer, but, you know, it, like it But just, she was 99.9% Donna he, at that point. Yeah, and so, like, it is that, it, it kind of nicely mirrors that of, of, like, these things are kind of, like, quirky and funny, but also they're not playing it that way. They just are, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just checking something, guys. Terrific. Terrific episode. Oh. <laughs> right, we got it. All right. So sweet. good. We are so good. Um I'm I'm complete. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate the frankness of this review. Um and but uh subscribe, leave a like, thank you to Shopify for sponsoring. Be sure to subscribe, click the notification bell for our reaction next episode. But hey, before we clock out, gotta shout out some special patrons. <laughs> Time to shout out our super sexies who are at our uh, $10 tier who all get a quick little shout out here. So we have uh, utilized what I call the, the future of the real rejects and how we have formed all of our opinions via ChatGBT. We've been doing it since before this program even existed. So I have asked ChatGBT to um, give a quick shout out of what Santa would give each of them for Christmas. Let's see. We're going to react to it in real time Definitely. to see what Santa is going to give to them. Let's find out. <gasps> Jack Forrest. This Christmas, Santa's bringing Jack Forrest's very own magical forest adventure, reminiscent of the enchanted woods in the Polar Express, full of wonder and excitement. Aren't you special? Beautiful Jack Forrest. Namari for <laughs> Namari. Santa has crafted a journey akin to the Nutcracker where each twist and turn in their story reveals a world of fantastical delights and dreamy wonders. Oh my god, I'd love I to have my nuts cracked. Yes. Mike Joyce is getting a special miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Experience from Santa. <laughs> where his unwavering belief in the magic of Christmas brings joy to all around him. Nice. Santa's a perv. <laughs> Avi Gosai. Great name. Avi Gosai's Christmas gift is a Christmas, a Christmas carol adventure where he's guided by spirits of Christmas, unveiling the true meaning of the season in a journey through time. Well, a lot of Christian allegories. Snow in the hourglass, yeah. baby. Ryan Smith will find himself in a Home Alone-style escapade. Wow, what a great yes. gift from Santa. He's creating a whole escape room for you, filled with ingenious traps and clever tricks, defending the joy of Christmas with wit and laughter. <laughs> Santa's got a cruel, cruel little spirit here. Sense of humor. Kevin Meek. Kevin Meek's holiday season is set to resemble Elf, where his boundless enthusiasm and Christmas spirit brings laughter and joy to everyone he and uh, you're so our, you're you're our gonna, buddy. You're just going to have enthusiasm and a Christmas spirit. That's your gift. You're just going to be a guy who likes Christmas <laughs> gonna, a lot. Here's you your know? gift. You're in a good mood. <laughs> you <laughs> got a nice green <laughs> smock, you know? Uh, Adrian Timms, Santa sending him on a Holiday Inn-inspired musical journey filled with song, dance, and the timeless beauty of classic Christmas melodies. I kind of feel like Santa's playing favoritism here. I'm not going to lie. It's true. It's true. Santa... Well, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be nice. Navdeep Sidhu, Navdeep Sidhu's Christmas tale is akin to "It's a Wonderful Life," where the true richness of life is revealed through the love and connections 
you share. Seriously, that's sometimes like just, he's like, you're in a good mood, and uh, here's a little. Hey, you're connecting with people. Your, at Christmas. your gift is a revelation. Yes. <laughs> Real Nagas will experience a jingle all the way adventure full of fun and fervor as he sets out on a hilarious quest to find the most sought after Christmas gift. Turbo Man. Mm. Well, good luck because they don't actually <laughs> produce those in stores. Nah, tickled me. Heather Gear. Heather Gear's festive season is like a scene from White Christmas, filled with cozy, snowy moments and the warmth of classic holiday cheer. That's just oh. describing like celebrating a holiday at all. You're gonna break in and uh, redesign your whole home. Yeah. Geronimo's Christmas gift is a love actually experience where every <laughs> corner of his life intertwines in a beautiful tapestry of love, friendship, and festive joy. Okay, so Santa's gonna hold stand outside and hold out a sign, a couple signs for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to me, you are naughty. Uh, Ian Simon will uh, relive the magic of a Christmas story where his childhood dreams and holiday wishes come to life in the most heartwarming and humorous ways until you shoot your eye out, kid, yeah. and then you gotta go to the hospital and experience the terror of the American <laughs> health system. Songhai Glover, Santa has prepared a Frosty the Snowman tale Boom. where his joy and laughter bring to life a jolly, happy soul during the festive season. Again, you're just going to be in a good mood. Just with a snowman just friend. Just with a snowman time. friend. Congratulations, Songhai <laughs> yeah. Glover. You win. Hey, Kayla, the king, though, uh, your holiday adventure mirrors the Santa Claus where a series of unexpected events lead you to discover the true essence of of Christmas spirit and joy, and then eventually you have to use the escape clause. Wow, ChatGDT is just fucking, you know. It's just is referencing Kev, movies. It's Kevin Feige. Yes. Just being like, <laughs> your Christmas is going to be, let me tell you what oh, it is. No. It's going to be something to look forward to and full of <laughs> a lot of cheer. Once you're done and using your gift, there's something on like the it. bottom of it that's going to get you really excited for next Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Olivier Hamlin's Christmas story is like Scrooge, where he's going to rediscover the joy and warmth of the holiday season in a modern-day twist on a classic tale. You're the most Bill Murray of all the patrons. <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. Scrooge. All righty. Uh, you know, Alan Ling's Christmas experience is akin to National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. You filthy animal. Uh, filled with humorous mishaps and a heartwarming conclusion about family and glove. Oh, okay. It's good. Well, sounds Everyone's like it's going to actually be a toxic Christmas. It is, and there's going to be poop. Kiera, your holiday season takes a magical turn like in The Grinch, where the true meaning of Christmas blooms in your heart. You're going to grow a second heart, wow. turning every moment into a joyous celebration. And then you'll be put in some kind of museum and studied. Juan Longoria, check it out, dude. Your festive tale is a Christmas with the Cranks escapade where your plan to skip Christmas leads to unexpected and heartwarming revelations about community and joy. I figured it out. What Santa's doing for everyone this year is throwing you into a Story of self-discovery. He's throwing into you into every Christmas story. Into is the into. most requisite Christmas feelings and aesthetics. Watch. Cliff. Let's see if this. Okay, we haven't. We don't know. Well, maybe it's different for Cliff Rodriguez. Cliff Rodriguez. You're gonna one. find yourself in a Santa Claus is coming to town scenario, 
where your actions will remind everyone about the spirit of giving and the magic of Christmas. Dude. Okay. Yeah. This is just remixing all of the tenets of like how you're supposed to feel and act on Christmas and then naming a movie. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you that Go Nation's watch. Watch. It's going to be very different. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, for Go Nation, get this. Santa has a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer adventure. It's going to be very Rudolph-inspired. Oh, definitely, because check this out. When uh, being unique leads to an extraordinary Christmas that lights up the world. Okay, wow. Okay. So unlike everyone Woke. else, you are going to have a, an adventure tailored to your specific experience emotional experience needs on a global scale that will though. make you realize the true on meaning a, of christmas yeah, on a global scale. so you're the only one who's going to get that definitely and lorenzo baxter okay get ready because yours is going to be very different from everyone else's right. your christmas story is going to be inspired by a charlie brown christmas where simplicity and heartfelt moments reveal the true beauty of this season and then you recite I, scripture i kind of feel like this santa this mall santa is a bit of a, a cheat here small santa's running out of inspiration yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just take a year off differently saying check this out though differently saying you're gonna break the mold because your festive journey is like frosty returns a sequel where your wit and charm are gonna bring a new wave of stuff happening on screen. That's right. A new wave of Christmas magic and unforgettable fun. Wow. Okay. Well, everyone else is going to be like forgettable and not filled with, uh, with magic. Uh, well, Marco Tunstill. See, what I love about what Santa is doing is a list a movie, a very specific movie with a very specific character. Then it makes me think it's going to be something more akin to tailored that to that movie and yeah. character. But no. they do something better. better. <laughs> like, watch. You're going to get this holiday season. It's going to unfold Marco Tunstill like a Muppet Christmas Carol. But Never unlike everyone it. else, familiar faces and joyous songs are going to make for a heartwarming and entertaining Christmas. Yeah, My God. Nuts. I've never even seen Muppet Christmas Carol, but I feel like I have now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It would simply faded. For your Christmas experience, you're going to do a Deck the Halls style Christmas mm -hmm. where bright lights and friendly rivalry ignite the true spirit of the holidays in a shocking twist of events. Friendly rivalry. That's, a, that's, an, that's an oxymoron. Dude, uh, that Any is rival is a, jumbo shrimp, it, baby. is a threat to your success. Um, but SJ94, your Christmas is going to be like the night before Christmas, I'm assuming. Or the night before? The night before with Joseph Gordon-Levitt right. and Michael Shannon. That's the one you want. Yeah. Filled with <laughs> unexpected adventures and hilarious escapades that lead to memorable and cherished holiday moments. Again, vagary is the key, and that's why people are threatened by what ChatGBT can do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just want one of these where you're not going to remember. Justin Martin could be the one. Holiday story for you is akin to Arthur Christmas, underrated Christmas movie. Watch it if you haven't. Where high High-tech holiday operations and a heart of gold ensure every Christmas wish is fulfilled. Why? Not necessarily by your doing, just it will happen in your adventure. Okay, well, okay, well, well you know that this has to be unique because this is for Rosie yes. Beatty, Darth Yoda, yeah. Order 66. Your Christmas gift is a Star Wars, Star Wars holiday special experience Ooh. where you're going to blend your love for the galaxy far, far away with the festive spirit of the season. Yeah, and We're spend all your freaking you time on Kashyyyk. Yeah, it's just gonna hanging out in Chewy's blast. house. The best thing you want is a reference to the Star Wars holiday <laughs> oh, special. Hey, that's uh, Cliff is back. <laughs> what, what's going on? 
<laughs> the computer's melting down, but Colin, you're going to save Christmas for us because your tale's inspired by Fred Claus, where uh, your unique approach to the holidays brings jo- uh, laughter, joy, and something we haven't heard. Uh, 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 those are new, but this is also new. A fresh perspective on Christmas spirit. I don't think any of the other ones have contained those elements. <laughs> This is really fleshing out the holidays. It's crazy. It's, I know Christmas they, could be so they, many things. I didn't know they could get more generic, but somehow. This the, is like the deeper the list goes, the more eventually the last person is going to be like, you're going to have a good time on Christmas. Uh, next time we should do eight nights of Hanukkah per person and see if it can come up with that many exponential scenarios. Oh, we got this, John. Philip J. Smith Jr., your holiday adventure is going to be specifically tailored to the film The Family Stone. Good. Now, based off of that film, (laughs) the complexities of your family dynamics, guess what's going to happen? Oh, no. It's going to lead to a deeper understanding and appreciation of love. Impossible. It's not possible. I don't buy it. That, this Christmas, that'd be a big miracle if ever there was. Jen Smith, oh, though. No, okay, this is, you know Talk this about one's going to be. Talk about miracles. Yeah. All right, Jen Smith's Christmas is like the holiday where a change of scenery and some Hans Zimmer music leads to heartwarming discoveries about love, <laughs> happiness, and the magic of the festive season. And you're going to spend some time with Jack Black. You we'll, know? we'll get ready for some uh, huge... Huge fireworks on our final one today. Yeah, Melanie. Melanie LeBlanc. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Four Christmases, four different stories within Whoa. one movie. As, mythology. As uh, Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, uh, who often avoid their family, just trying to knock it all out in one day with a bunch of very you know, distinct characters and family dynamics per family. True that. Let's see Let's what see they what come up got. with. Uh, Melanie LeBlanc's festive story unfolds like like a movie, The Four Christmases, Christmases. which I just yeah. laid out for you. What happens? In All that film. four of them. Where navigating holiday celebration reveals the joy, <laughs> chaos, chaos, and love. We got some chaos that define the Christmas, Christmas spirit. <laughs> so everyone is going to discover. <sighs> Uh, what the real meaning of Christmas is all about, which yeah. is getting along and, and being nice <laughs> and, and <laughs> celebrate and feel some joy. And uh, hey, Very, maybe there might be a little bit of contrast, dysfunction, wow. or whatever, but everyone's going to feel festive. I think ChatGPT over delivered. ChatGPT is in church right now, getting ready for the Lord to be yeah. born. <laughs> guys, oh, thank you for being here. And, uh, and stay tuned for the next round of amazing Christmas stories, each more unlikely than the last. (laughs) We love you.